is from Luke chapter 18, verses 1 through 8, and can be found on page 1628 in your pew Bible. Luke records, Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. He said, In a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. There was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea, Grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused, but finally he said to himself, Even though I don't fear God or care what people think, Yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. And the Lord said, Listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones? Who carry out to him day, who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. So, as usual, uh, today's gospel comes in a, in a larger context. It's, once again, we are reminded that while chapter and verse numbers are useful aids for finding places in the Bible, they are not inspired. They are not inspired numbers. And they often create an artificial boundary in the text that was never meant to be there. So, in the original, it, would, it, it flows and, and makes more sense to the hearers, or what the hearers would have heard when Jesus spoke these words. What we know is that Jesus has been talking about the end of time. And he has also been talking about the persecution that the church will endure before the end times come. And at times, that persecution will be so severe that God's remnant will eagerly desire the end of time to come quickly, to get it over with. Jesus said to his disciples in Luke 17, just before this, he said, the days are coming when you will desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man, and you will not see it. Jesus encouraged the disciples not to lose heart in the midst of persecution. For when the time is right, 
the Son of Man will come to judge both the living and the dead. And this is where today's gospel begins. In light of the fact that the church will be persecuted in this world, Jesus told a parable to the effect that they ought always pray and not lose heart. Jesus instructs his church to pray while the church is here on earth. The judge in the parable was not worthy of his position. We know that because Jesus said, in a certain city there was a judge who neither feared God nor respected man. What a great judge. And this judge was interested in his own comfort. He didn't really care about the cases that came before him. He wasn't interested in law, and he was not interested in God. But instead, well, he wasn't even interested in the opinion of people. He just was interested in his own, own convenience. How would you like to come before a judge like that in today's world? Maybe we do. Unfortunately, the widow in today's parable had no choice but to become to come in front of this man. Because we know that widows in biblical times, they had no power or economic clout. They were among the weakest, the most vulnerable members of society. And for this reason, Old Testament law stipulated that worshiping that the worshiping community would care for them, the widows. Moses said, Cursed be anyone, anyone who perverts the justice due to the sojourner, the fatherless, and the widow. You find that in Deuteronomy 27. Jesus did not give the details of the woman's case. The details of her case are not relevant to the point of the parable. What we do know is that this woman went to someone who should have helped her in her quest for justice. And the judge saw absolutely no gain in helping the woman, so he decided to ignore her. We read that for a while he refused, that he hoped that she would just give up and go away. But she didn't. In fact, every morning she entered his court where there she was making her petition to him every day. And eventually he got sick and tired, sick and tired of seeing her. And after a while he said to himself, though I neither fear God nor respect man, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will give her justice so that she will not beat me down by her continual coming here. And ultimately, the widow wore the judge out. He did not hear her case because it was the right thing to do, but because he was sick and tired of seeing her in his court every day. He simply wanted to get rid of her. Now, this parable is a parable of contrasts. Jesus contrasts the unrighteous judge with God. 
who is righteous and holy. He said, hear what the unrighteous judge says. And then in verse 7, and will not God give justice to his elect who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long over them? I tell you, he will give them justice. He'll give it to them speedily. Now with these words, Jesus taught his disciples that if an unrighteous judge will give justice just to get a nagging widow off his back, how much more will God, the God of love and mercy, ultimately bring justice to his people? The judge did not want to hear from the widow. God wants to hear from you. The contrast between God and the unrighteous judge is not the only contrast in the parable. There's more. There's also the contrast between us and the widow. Although Jesus did not tell us, again, what the details of the justice, or rather the widow's case was, we do know that it was a good case. On the other hand, our case, were we to bring our case to God, it would be the exact opposite. We don't have a good case. In fact, if we ever came before the court of the holy and almighty God, he would immediately find us guilty, and he would sentence us to nothing but punishment here in time and forever in eternity. The widow had good reason to ask the court to act. Well, we have good reason to ask the court not to act. We, by nature, have no rights, none at all, in God's court. But God loves us so much that he worked out a plan to give us those rights You see, he sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, into the world in order to redeem the world. Jesus Christ, well, he endured the punishment of the guilt, that guilty verdict that we deserve. And he opened God's court to all when he died on the cross and rose from the dead. And then, although we have no rights, In God's court, he gives us rights for the sake of his beloved son, Jesus Christ. We receive those rights when the Holy Spirit works faith in us. The judge, who neither feared God nor cared about his fellow man, finally did the right thing just to get the widow off of his back. How much more will God, who sacrificed his only begotten son, do what is best for us? So when it comes to God, we're assured that God listens and will surely grant us grace, all who cry out to him. In this parable, Jesus teaches us to pray continually and to to never lose heart. Because his promises is that 
he will grant vindication and justice for his chosen ones and will do so quickly. However, the vindication and the justice that he grants is not what we deserve. He does not bring about justice dictated by the law. No, he brings justice dictated by his love, dictated by his grace. Jesus shows us that God's justice is not rightly understood until you first understand God's suffering love. That was a suffering love that has as its aim to make the sinner whole and the ungodly just. And this suffering love is even for people like the unjust judge. This suffering love is for people just like you and me. Luther, when he teaches about prayer in his small catechism, says that we are to be confident when we pray and that we ask him as dear children ask their dear father. We are God's children for the sake of the innocent suffering and death of our Savior Jesus Christ. That is that God deeply longs for us to approach him, describing to him the needs of our lives and the longings of our hearts. Do we do it once? Do we do it twice? No. We pray continually. We never, ever give up. The most profound prayer that we have is the prayer that Jesus himself gave to us. And in a few minutes, we will join together in that prayer. And shortly after that, God will answer that prayer in a very special way. What better way is there for God's kingdom to come on this earth than when it comes in the true blood and the true body of our Savior, Jesus Christ? It is then with that body and blood that we receive forgiveness of our trespasses. For Jesus himself said this, This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. And all this comes to us when our daily bread comes together with God's word according to his command. And is it any wonder that we pray the Lord's Prayer shortly before we receive this very special answer to his prayer? We are children of God for the sake of the suffering and death of Jesus Christ. And as such, we already have God's kingdom among us. However, we are not fully aware of this kingdom. And Paul wrote this. For now, we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part. Then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. That's 1 Corinthians 13. So we pray continuously. 
We pray especially for the end of time when we will, when we will see Jesus face to face. We pray for the final day of judgment. And after Jesus finished telling the parable, he asked, Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he, found, will he find faith on earth? Will he find faith that is persistent and loyal? And the answer that is implied in the question is yes. Yes, he will. He will find people like those mentioned throughout the Bible who prayed without ceasing. He will find faith in people like the tax collector who humbled himself and he beat his breast saying, Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. He will find faith in people who, like the little children, look to Christ and they trust in him implicitly. He will find faith in people like the blind beggar who cried out to Christ for healing and mercy. He will find faith in people just like you, just like me. For we too are a people who stand before God imploring Christ for mercy and leaning on him for everlasting hope. So, we pray not to lose heart. Yes. Can we pray and not give up? Absolutely. For we know to whom we belong. That is, Jesus Christ shed his blood in order to ransom you from sin. You belong to him. You are part of his family. He has won eternal life for you. And part of the eternal life is the right, the right to open your heart up to God the Father. And Peter wrote this, cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. He does care for you. And unlike the judge in today's parable, God wants to hear from you. You are his beloved child. So pray continually and do not lose heart.